to everybody out there that's suffering from paranoia, just remember that you're not alone, okay? You're not alone. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? We got our top shot hot boy. Lipping them lips. <laughs> Ripping them <laughs> lips. Flipping them sips. Trey Kirby. hey yo, The international man of mystery taking it to the max. Where's your green? Oh, no. I missed the memo. Come here. Going to pinch your butt. <laughs> Give him a pinchy winchy. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was playing for. Ooh, so, uh, kinky. <laughs> uh, Leo, there he is. And, uh, finally, making the magic happen. Super producer, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. And uh, check out yesterday's season premiere of No Breaks. It's back, baby, with Trey and Graydon breaking down everything you need to know for the 2022 Formula One season. We're talking new driver lineups and updated rules and regulations and their championship predictions and what to expect even from this weekend's race in Bahrain. So great work there. It's nice to have Graydon back here. But nice to have Graydon in here the in the Classic Factory. factory. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. In the paddock. The Classic Paddock is what we got to call it for uh, mm-hmm. No Breaks. Yeah. So that new No Breaks is up in the No Dunks feed. We are going to sort of uh, flip that into its whole new channel and podcast feed and stuff like that. But for right now, it's in No Dunks. Uh, later today, if you're a Top Shot hot boy or girl, join Trey and I as we will be hosting the official Top Shot Pack Drop which is, I guess, getting underway around 1 p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. I think I have that right. At least the elite pack drop. They only give us the elite pack because we're the hottest of the boys. <laughs> uh, so join us there the if you're into the, the top boys. shot. And uh, finally, later today, it's getting pushed back a little bit because of that pack drop. New no buffs. Oh. Talking about last night's episode of Survivor, which was another great, great episode, Lee. It's the perfect time to get in. You really should. Okay, sure. (laughs) Uh, So if you're a fan of Survivor, seek out no buffs later today. Around 3 p.m. Eastern is when we'll hopefully go live. And uh, again, a reminder, no buffs does have its own YouTube feed and podcast feed. So subscribe to no buffs. If you're loving the Survivor like our guy uh, Tass Mellis is, he's all in. I'm watching for sure. Yeah. Loving it? That's a different okay, question, well, but I'm watching. Wow. Okay, Look, good. no spoilers here, but there was a great line last night. You got to protect your balls, Rock Roy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like that kind of stuff, tune into No Buffs mm. later. <laughs> okay, so as you can tell, we got a lot to do today. So let's get through the NBA action. 12 games, my God. Um, and we're going to start with Steph Curry injuring his foot versus the Celtics and Steve Kerr believing the play was dangerous um we'll get to the celtics sort of dominating the warriors but you know warriors fans tasks are waiting this morning to find out the mri results on steph curry's foot here because he didn't play in the second half Uh, i know we have the actual clip here of smart diving for the loose ball and and curry getting injured um do you agree with steve kerr about him saying marcus smart was dangerous on this play no i don't agree it's a loose ball and marcus smart dives on the floor it's just so hard to adjudicate. It's so hard to judge whether or not this is dirty or not because the quarter before that, in fact, Draymond Green entered the game, poked one away from Grant Williams, got on the floor, and the broadcasters lauded him for it. What a play by Draymond Green. you got to love this. Marcus Smart, it's a similar situation, although... 
Draymond Green and Grant Williams, they both hit the floor. I think if Steph hits the floor, he doesn't get his foot turned. I, mean, I think that's the only <laughs> the only thing that you can really judge when a guy hits the floor like this because it was a loose ball in an open area of the floor. So a guy went for it first. That's what happened. In other instances where there's a, a guy in between a loose ball and another guy and you dive at a guy's feet, that's different. But this was, a, a, again, in an open area of the floor. Now, I will say for the, for the Warriors faithful out there, Marcus Smart didn't just dive straight at it. He dove as if he was shielding Steph Curry right. from the ball. He kind of turned his body to the right, and that's where Steph ran into his foot. If Marcus Smart just dived straight at the ball, I think it's a bit of a different scenario. Uh, but I don't think you can call this dirty. Even Draymond Green after the game said, I was standing right there. I had the best angle. I didn't see, think it was dirty. Unnecessary? Maybe. <laughs> Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond Green's a podcaster already. He's just finding the right words. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't think you can call it dirty. If you want to, if you if you want to take this conversation away from basketball, just ban diving. I think that's the only way you can really uh, you can really stop it. it. It's 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 so hard to to judge. Number one and number two. I mean, there's there's just. There's just no way of taking this out of the game unless you just remove the diving, period. And you don't want to remove effort <laughs> no plays. Well, yeah, Draymond yeah. even said at every level of basketball, you're taught to dive on the floor and go after the loose ball. I mean, like you said, Draymond had done it in this very game. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you're a bit of a hypocrite if you say, well, I can do it, but you can't do it, Marcus Smart. So Steve Kerr, his quotes were, I thought Marcus dove into Steph. That's the specific word there. And that's what I was upset about. A lot of respect for Marcus. He's a hell of a player, a gamer, a competitor. He went on to say, we talked after the game, and there were, you know, you can see the clips of them sort of talking, conversing. Uh, we're good, but I thought it was a dangerous play. That's uh, Steve's yeah, first quote. I, I disagree. I, I, I agree with what Tass is yeah. saying here because uh, earlier this season, remember Blake Griffin, the veteran, diving on loose balls, and it was like, look at this guy sacrificing his body. I really don't see a whole lot of difference between what he did then and what Marcus Smart, who this is what Marcus Smart has made his career on, highlight, hustle, real plays. Now, okay, maybe not a highlight, but hustle, play there. And the fact that Steph got injured, it's obviously terrible, but I don't think there was anything malicious. And I do think that Marcus Smart went for the ball and that's what again that's like you you see when guys dive and no one gets injured to like look at this guy hustling getting down on the floor you know teammates love that sort of work when a guy get like Steph Curry gets injured it's like well no you shouldn't have done that it was dirty and mm-hmm. i just don't think that's accurate in this case i don't think Marcus Smart was in any way trying to hurt Steph he was just going for the ball and trying to shield it and protect and he got the ball yeah sure. you know yeah. so um it's terrible it's unfortunate um but to sort of you know, Steve Kerr was sort of saying, oh, I'm not blaming him, but he sort of also did lump him with it all anyway. I think he's more just pissed off because it was Steve, uh, Steph Curry who got injured. So, you know, and, and early, Kyrie Irving, the same sort of thing. Remember, he was complaining of someone diving at him earlier in the season after he dived as well. So diving on the ball is something that guys have to do in order to secure the possession. And it's like, when you go down, you're, you're, when you're on the ground, you could get a boot in the face, your head could hit the floor. All those things yeah. can happen. But it didn't to Marcus Smart. This he got the possession, so it's 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 terrible for Steve, uh, Steph Curry. But I don't really think we can point at Marcus Smart and say that was a dirty play you just did. Mm-hmm. Trey, mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts? I know we've had arguments before yeah. on this very podcast about diving for loose balls. I think Tess is actually right. There should be a rule: if one guy dives for a ball, hey, everybody else just dive. 
because you're actually less li likely to, of course, have an ankle or That's a leg true. get buckled. But yeah, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I usually am probably the one who's going to say most often that a that a play is dirty, and this to me was dangerous because diving by legs, like you're saying, Lee, it's always dangerous if you hit the floor. It's going to be dangerous, but it didn't seem dirty, like Tass is saying. It kind of seems like Marcus Smart does turn into Steph when he's diving. Uh, but to me, that's because he was trying to avoid Klay Thompson a little bit. Like, Klay Thompson is right there reaching for the ball. Yeah. So Marcus Smart dives towards his legs, but he's trying to avoid uh, Clay. He said he didn't see Curry. Uh, Marcus Smart did, mm. which seems a little reasonable to me because his back is to him as he's turning. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. This wasn't dirty, but, I mean, it was a dangerous play. But that's what happens when you get on the ground, and that's what's going to happen. They're never going to ban diving on the floor. So we're going to have this kind of thing happen two or three times a season, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess Kerr was maybe, too, lumping this particular play in with Smart, who got a flagrant, uh, what, playing defense with his foot there uh, on, <laughs> yeah. on play. Kick. You know, this, this is what Marcus Smart does. He, he's everything to try to, you know, get the ball or to stop a basket. Um, but that one, he did get, you know, dinged for a flagrant. I think that was probably right. But the Celtics' defense... Uh, in the end of this game, and we will wait to, like, hopefully this is nothing serious. I mean, hopefully, ah, ankle hurt, he comes up hobbling, okay, let's not have him play in the second half. We don't need this victory by any means, this isn't the playoffs. And hopefully Steph's back in a game or two or whatever. That's what Draymond Green was saying, unnecessary. Maybe there's a no diving rule in the regular season. I mean, <laughs> because it's unnecessary because it's March, I guess, you know. That's, and so it's a funny thing. I do believe Marcus Smart that maybe he didn't see Steph, maybe uh, because he did look at Steph as soon as he grabbed the ball and passed it away. He looked up. He looked up and saw Steph because he, he realized that he was on something. He was on right, a body part. Right, right. And so whether or not it's dirty, it's like almost it's natural though, even if he did see Steph to shield his to shield Steph from the ball. It's 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 just like a natural thing. It's like know? a box out dive. It's yeah, it's a box mm. out dive, yeah. It's like anytime you you're going out of bounds, uh you, you know, you try and get yourself in between the defender and the ball. It's just you know, it's like my ball, you know, we're playing sports here. And so I it's yeah, it's it's just such a gray area. It stinks. It stinks for everybody. Uh, the Celtics' top-rated defense, though, just locked down Golden State. Yeah, you know, Curry or no Curry, they held them to under thirty percent shooting in the first half and thirty-seven point two percent overall. Uh, really, <laughs> as they continue just to to flex their defensive chops here. Yeah, three quarters. This uh, the Warriors didn't score twenty points. That is just unheard of. Yeah. Now again, Steph being out affects that, yeah. but they've still got a very good team, very good offensive team, and they just. Couldn't get a sniff, I didn't think, against Boston. Boston just locked them down. I mean, Al Horford, you know, it's funny. He was in Boston. He left voluntarily, went to Philadelphia. On paper, it looked like that would be a great fit. Didn't work out. He goes to OKC. He comes back to Boston at 35 years old. And what a great, like, addition he's been for mm -hmm. them. You know, he certainly doesn't have the same athleticism he used to, but he's got the smarts. He knows how to just box out himself, you know, contest shots without even blocking them. And just his presence there is so important to them. But I thought Jalen Brown didn't shoot all that well last night. I thought he was just hard for the Warriors to stop as well. Mm -hmm. When he's got it going on there, he's got uh, some, a really nice offensive game. And then Marcus Smart, he actually played pretty well offensively hitting shots. He's a bit of a, you know, feast or famine guy still, but uh, he was on there last night. So, yeah, the Celtics are absolutely flying right now. Uh, they look so impressive at both ends of the floor. Their offense looks like it's really functioning well. And defensively, they rarely get beaten or give up an open, uncontested shot. Someone's rotating. Someone's closing out. Someone's, like, switching and getting to that guy. And the Warriors had absolutely no answer last night. You know, even if Steph had played, I think the Celtics still win this game because when he was on the court, they were leading and uh, mm -hmm. Boston's defense was incredible. 
Anything to add to the game itself? No. They've gotten, both of them have gotten to the 70 game mark. This is desperation time to get it together. For the Warriors, for sure, and the Celtics are are feeling good. But, like, when we're getting to almost single digits here, it, it is serious time. Like, for the Lakers, it's too late. You know, put up the Drake meme. It's way too late to get it together. But like when at this point, the real teams are are really rolling. And Celtics, yeah, they they could they could pop up to whatever spot they want in the Eastern Conference, which is crazy. It only feels right that the Beantown Boys got the victory the night before St. Patrick's yeah. Day, right? Mm-hmm. It would almost be weird if they came in with an L, and we'd be uh, discussing <laughs> that. Uh, well, let's keep it going then, because again, million games to talk about. Spencer Dinwiddie plays the hero. Once again, as he buries his old team, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, at the buzzer. TK, I know uh, JD's got the clip here. Here it is. Uh, go double Luca. He's open. Oh, wow. Nice recover, though, but doesn't matter. No problem. What you got, Lee? Spencer Dinwiddie or Spencer Winwitty? <laughs> got to be both in a week. That's crazy, man. I went with Dinwiddie. I've, I've just got to stay in my lane here. I know there's lots of Win Diddy and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, or Win Witty, I should win- say. <laughs> or Win Diddy? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, he did. Exactly. Yeah. Not uh, bad either. But wow. Awesome stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Good game. Stuff. Yeah. Like I said, he got to beat both this week. He hit the three with 11 seconds remaining uh, to beat the Celtics, had the buzzer beater. I guess this was a buzzer beater. Yeah, it was. Versus oh, yeah, yeah. The Nets, right? Though they did go and review it right away. Yeah. Great celebration for Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah, yeah. I thought, like yep. hanging out in the crowds. I think maybe that was the first time we've seen those yellow ropes since the 2013 yeah. finals. <laughs> Basically, they were back for whatever reason, but. <laughs> Uh, fun stuff, really fun fourth quarter, especially the last minute of this one. Uh, the Mavs trailed by 12 heading into the fourth, and they'd given up 91 points through the first three quarters. They've been pretty solid defensively. They were doing a pretty good job of keeping Kevin Durant in check, but they got even better in the fourth quarter. Held Brooklyn to 20 points. Dinwiddie, meanwhile, got high. He scored 15 in the fourth, which set us up for a classic last minute of basketball. Tie game with 30 seconds left. Mavs ball. Luka Doncic tortures his Slovenian countryman, <laughs> Goran Dragic, with the fall away. Very nice. Nets do not call a timeout. Kevin Durant brings it up. They run a couple of little ball screens. And then he pulls a three right in Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith's face. Cash. Mavs ball down one. They get a timeout. Luka brings it up. A late double from KD. He dishes it to Dinwiddie and he cashes out the crypto. Great stuff. <laughs> Great pass by Doncic. Great interview by Dinwiddie afterwards. I didn't do anything. I was just Luka making a play. Mm. Did a little something there. Oh. Back-to-back game winners. We haven't seen that in months. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean it's Since happened DeRozan. this year, but still. Mm-hmm. Very good. Great stuff from Dinwiddie. An awesome win for the Mavs. This is, for whatever reason, Spencer Dinwiddie trade has been the best trade of the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. The Mavs are incredible in clutch time since he has joined the team, and they just look like they make sense. They look like they got their closing five, and it looks like they are peaking at the absolute right time. And I thought at the start of that fourth quarter, you mentioned they went down 12 going into it. They were down, uh, uh, sorry, at 14, I think it was at one point. Luca on the bench, he doesn't come back out until there was five-point difference. That just shows how well they did with Luca on the bench. This yeah. wasn't a Luca like takeover performance, right. even though he hit that gorgeous fade. He had a monster out. game, but yeah. like 37-99 for him. But, but for Jason Kidd to be able to trust that second unit to not just tread water, but actually like eat into the lead there for yeah. Brooklyn, I thought was huge. And then so Luca comes out fresh and he can then command the game. And, and you saw him go inside a couple of times. He's got that slow-mo game. The fade was beautiful. And then once again, showing trust in that teammate 
to give it to because he only just made it. By the way, that shot only just got off in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, because the double came late. I think I, I imagine Luca was thinking he was going to take it until Durant came, and then he thought, all right, perfect. Didn't he? Basically, the same spot as the one he hit against Boston, sort of same area. Anyway, uh, this was a massive, massive win here for the Mavericks. You know, a team I've doubted a lot this season. It's starting to you can start to sort of see how they can cause some real trouble here because. Even though they're not a big team, they've got players who can really execute out there. And uh, Luca must be feeling really good right now that he's got teammates he can really rely on. Yeah, the, the other day I said that the Mavs were uh, a little bit boring in crunch time because it's pretty predictable. Yeah, high pick and roll, here we go, spread. Uh, but in this game, they won the fourth quarter 34-20 to 20, with Luca taking his first shot just over two minutes left in the quarter. It was everybody else uh, doing it, so it was it was a nice watch for sure. It was uh, strange to see, yeah, Luca go out his countryman a couple times there with the beautiful fade. Steve Nash getting really upset with the one. Oh, he dragged his foot. Yeah, yeah, he did. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> he, he also that. yeah, he also put his hand under the ball a couple times as he dribbled it up for the before the game winner. Nah, they're not calling that kind of stuff. Uh, they barely get it off uh, and. Uh, a lot of those shots, you know, over Goran Dragic, would have been nice if Ben Simmons was Ben Simmons was there, who recently just got an epidural shot yeah, shot no. in his back. You don't hear that, not good ever. Uh, so yeah, he's obviously got some serious back issues. Yeah, hopefully, he comes back. Yeah, I think the Nets feel good without Ben Simmons, without Seth Curry, without Kyrie Irving in this game, uh, and to lose by a buzzer beater. But yeah, a great, a great. Uh, story for Spencer Dinwiddie coming back to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, it was no big deal. He said, "Give me a break." I mean, he, he was he was going over to the owner to, to Cuban. He was celebrating yeah. with everybody. Yeah, he's like, "You guys pay me. This is sick." Uh, you know, this was this was amazing. It was an amazing moment for him. I just hope he doesn't slow down because I mean, there's they're uh, you know barely squeaking out these wins with Spencer Dinwiddie shooting some ridiculous numbers uh so yeah obviously a very very fun fun run here for the Mavs and for uh Dinwiddie yeah the Mavs fans again probably the most vocally upset about their trade at the trade deadline because they <laughs> thought they gave up you know the most talented yeah. player in that deal for Porzingis and now they're super super happy uh two teams chasing the Brooklyn Nets uh in the play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference they went at it last night and we had LaMelo Ball scoring 22 the Hornets pulled away late to beat the Hawks 116-106 and in doing so have flipped uh, Atlanta there 9-10 so if you know the playoffs started today the play-in tournament started today the Hornets would host the Hawks yeah. uh, in that 9-10 matchup good bad game this one good uh, bad game yeah. explain <laughs> because uh, man that Hornets defense if you're going to defend you've got to at least defend either the perimeter or the paint not neither and uh, the Hawks at one point, I think, were 10 for 15 from downtown. I didn't dig into the sort of uh, open shots this morning in NBA.com stats, but the eye test tells me one or two passes and the Hawks had an open had three. Look. And right. everyone, except for Trey Young, could hit a three there last night. <laughs> Remember when we said yeah, Trey Young yeah. was the most likely to go yeah. for 60 points last night? He had two at the half. Yeah. yeah. So I think the Hornets, while they deserve the win because of the way they closed this one out, they also dodged a bullet. The Trey Young just had a bad game. Danilo Gallinari went out injured as well. So, you know, a couple of guys who can shoot threes uh, weren't able to last night. Uh, DeAndre Hunter hit one. Bogdanovich missed a couple as well. Uh, and then Kevin Huerta hit some nice ones. But this one was close until the last couple of minutes here. And it was really like, who's going to be able to pull out some 
uh, either stops or hits some shots. Yeah. PJ Washington stepped up for the Charlotte Hornets, had a nice and one. And the, you heard on the call, Del Curry and Eric Collins are like, it was about an eight-point game two minutes ago. They're like, all right, use some clock here, use some clock. PJ gets a ball and bang, fires away, hits a three. <laughs> oh, just hit a three. Eric yeah. Collins is great. So, uh, yeah, they, they, they get away with this one and they do overtake the Hawks in the standings. Wasn't the most convincing victory. But both teams desperate for it. And I guess really it just came down to sort of home court advantage really was what got the Hornets over the line. That's all. That's the only thing that can separate them because uh, the Hawks had a chance, just couldn't hit, just couldn't execute after they had been executing well enough against a very, very porous defense there from the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, good win for the Hornies. And um, just, just one of those wins where you're just like, Man, James Borrego can't be off going like, yeah, we, we got one tonight. Instead, he's just like, whew. Yeah. I thank God we got we survived that one. Yeah. But like you said, it was a close, close game yeah. until like the final couple of minutes. And then it turned into a bit of a blowout there. Uh, you even had LaMelo Ball, I guess, at the end of <laughs> yeah. the game. Uh, you know, because there was still enough time, shot clock-wise, instead of just like, yeah. sometimes you'll see them just throw it away. Okay, yeah. we'll just take the turnover. It's your ball. The game is over. Uh, he's like, yeah. I was going to fire a three here. Yeah. Already hit four, <laughs> hits his fifth, starts dancing back, and, you know, we'll see if that comes into play in an yeah. eventual play-in game. Woo. Bulletin board material there for the Hawks. But, uh, yeah, do you have anything to add to the Hornets win last night? Yeah, I was surprised that Lomelo didn't take a clothesline or something after that <laughs> right. one, but maybe that comes in uh, the play-in tournament. But I don't know. I mean, the Hawks just got to get something else outside of Trey Young. He had 15 assists, but the Hornets were just like, Anybody else can beat us, yeah. and that's fine. Obviously, these two teams are likely to meet in the play-in tournament, and we're likely to be there. But are we going to be going to Charlotte, or are we going to be oh, going, wow. staying local here in Atlanta? Either way, it's going to be like a 150 to 140 game when it comes to it, because yeah. uh, funny stuff. But uh, yeah, great game for P.J. Washington. Going small really helped out mm-hmm. the Hornets there, and uh, the Hawks just didn't have an answer. Yeah, they uh, split the season series, so right. that tiebreaker goes out the window. Uh, head-to-head and one-loss percentage, oh, that goes out the window. Division leader wins, well, well that goes out no, the window because yeah. they're in the same division if they tie. Division one-loss percentage. We're going to the fourth tiebreaker oh for this one. It oh looks like boy. the Hornets have it. <laughs> if they do end up tied, yeah, they're up a game right now. Ooh, so they would be hosting. Divisions are back, I think. Yeah, this is the time <laughs> of year. Time, yeah. <laughs> it's the only year you click on it. That's the only time. <laughs> yeah, somehow divisions never went away. Uh-uh. Yeah. Even though, like, the standings would sort of uh, lead you to believe that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. go to standings pages, you're not really seeing yeah. divisions all that much. I know you can get to it and you can look at it, but... Yeah, it's sort of like a you know an afterthought, but yeah, you get into the tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. You got to know your divisions, yeah. and you got to know your divisions when it comes to Pirtle too. Yeah, yeah, totally. that's right. right? Yeah, yeah. So, so they are back. Yeah. Thinking, wow, of... why yuck and Pirtle? You need no, to you do. Like, ah, yeah. You do indeed. Uh, wow, I didn't really think about that. You, we're going to a Hornets Hawks playing game, nine ten. <laughs> yeah, you would think so, right? I mean, it's a one it and done. Like it would. It'd be a a one and done. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully the Hawks hang on to home. Yeah, I don't think I want to drive to drive Charlotte from... for a playing game, uh, but yeah. I could be convinced. Yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Montrose had a lot of really good game off the bench there mm. for the Hornets was pretty interesting. Actually, too. funny you bring up. I thought they would have gone with him a little bit more down the stretch late uh, yeah. because look, no one was playing defense in this game, but Montrez was really good for them offensively. Mm-hmm. Like he's all hustle and hard work yep. and energy. And uh, as Eric Collins says, it's true. He uses barbed wire to floss his teeth. Oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I almost don't want to go to Charlotte 
to watch the game in person because I want to hear. Yeah. It. Maybe I'll be like that weird guy that listens to the yeah. game, like yeah, take a yeah, yeah. radio, radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen to League Pass. Yeah, League Pass. Ear. Yeah. Uh, all right, another game here. We'll slip in, then we'll take a break, and then we'll get to a bunch of the other action. So don't worry if we haven't talked about your team or what you want us to talk about yet. Um, Pascal Siakam and the Raptors beat the Clippers to extend their winning streak to five. Uh, five and one road trip there wow. for the Raptors. Wow. Pretty impressive. They, they, they lost the first game of the road trip to Cleveland. Then they go out west and somehow beat you know both LA teams. You had Phoenix in the mix there. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting Denver. the other ones. Thank you, Denver. And there was somebody else. They got five in a row. And this game, I mean, the five, they almost gave it away, Tess. Like, oh. whew. <laughs> like they were up six. Yeah. Looked like it had it in hand, and then there was some bad Scotty Barnes turnovers and some beautiful, I mean, Reggie Jackson had a gorgeous finish inside, like an up and under in traffic, and the Clippers gave themselves a chance to steal this, but the Raptors held on a lot of it, offensive rebounds, some big ones late there, uh, pressure to Chua for sure, mm-hmm. there was another tap out one. The Raptors are like, they're like the Grizzlies, uh, you know, of the East, I guess, in the sense that they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league. Only the Grizzlies are better in terms of, like, getting those offensive boards per game. And it was, they were instrumental in this one. But, yeah, I don't know you as a Raptors fan, if you if you stayed up late, I did not. I was watching mm-hmm. sort of, uh, you know, the, what do you call it, the condensed sort of highlights from this one this morning because it's a late, late start there. But Yeah, yeah they almost yeah. definitely almost gave it away. One of my favorite things watching the Raptors is watching the offensive barns uh, <laughs> because that's what it's all about. It's about uh, their second-chance possessions. Do those go away a little bit in the playoffs? They should. That's mm-hmm. what really happens with uh, teams you know, locking in a little bit more on the defensive end, so that's scary for the Raps. Yeah, it is a little scary for the Grizzlies as well, but the Raptors are going to be there. They're going to be fighting, and they def- desperately want to get into the playoffs and get out of the play-in because they want to stay away from the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were helped out last night by uh, Philadelphia mm-hmm. beating the Cavaliers. That uh, ties now the Raptors with Cleveland, 39-30 record, but the Cavs hold that tiebreaker They do uh, in the head-to-head series, so that could come into play. We'll see, but obviously still a couple weeks here for the Raptors to maybe jump them and I, I and I would think they would they, the Raptors prior. have nine of their next 13 their final 13 I should say regular season games at home hmm. which is weird because they've been a better road team hmm. yeah but <laughs> so now they got fans now they do have fans so yeah. they, they are I'm with you Tass they uh they're set up here to pass yeah. Cleveland. And, and the Cavs just don't have Jared Allen. I mean, that's, that's such a big thing for them going down the street. Huge. Big week for Toronto next week. Bulls lost last night as well, so they're only two games up on the Cavs wow. and the Raptors. Wow. And the Raps play the Bulls in Chicago Monday, and then they've got Cleveland at home on Thursday. They could be in Huge. the sixth seed next week yeah. easily. Um, there were times last season where it was fair to question Toronto's decision to max out Siakam. Uh, I believe I was one of those people questioning. I was like, well, I don't, I do not know about this. Is this guy like really one of the best players in the game? Those questions have been silenced. He is. Yeah. I'm, I was wrong. I mean, we will see in playoffs. Like, is he ever going to be the guy? Hey, man, we need a bucket. Go get us two. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe we'll find out. But, uh, holy crap. I'm going to go nuts if he's actually not named to the all NBA (laughs) team at this point. If like a Brandon Ingram or a Chris Middleton, or um, Mikhail Bridges oh. because of the Suns record get named over him. I'm gonna flip this table because he's all NBA. He is. 20... That's a, a heavy table. Though. It's very. I might need some help flipping this yeah. table. Uh, Spicy P is averaging 22, eight and five for the season. And since the All Star break, he's shooting 40 percent from deep too. So he's got that back to unbelievable levels. And I just was thinking, all NBA forwards, your locks are Giannis, Durant, Tatum, LeBron's a lock. 
Even the disp- he's a lock. He's a lock. He's well, he might lead the league in scoring. Yeah. It's LeBron. He's gonna be a lock. I'm sorry, he is. I know. I know. It's the Beal thing from a couple of years ago, and it's LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. yeah. So those are the four locks at the forward position, and then likely Jimmy Butler. Nah. No way. <laughs> no way. No. I mean, way. he's gonna he's be in the conversation here. Yeah. Uh, missed he gets, too much. Time? Okay. Hey, this is good uh, for me of getting Pascal Siakam. I, I think. <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at is disgusting. Spicy P is, especially at this point in the season right now, the level he's playing at, is the fourth or fifth best yeah. forward. Yeah. So I think he's deserving of NBA. We'll see. I'm t- I just it better not be Chris Middleton. Yeah. Or- <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so telling you. Anybody but uh, Middleton. Siakam's maybe a bit of a you know, Ferris wheel himself. Uh, uh, yeah. well, he has it, man. I think stuck at the top right now. He's he, a tilt-a-whirl uh, right now. Is, you can't stop him spinning. He, ex- he yeah. is in control. Yeah. He is he is dominant. I mean, he was crazy in this game. And he's been awesome in this entire uh, road trip here. <laughs> I got the hots for him, for sure. <laughs> nice. I hope he never goes away. Colin, uh, they're calling Siakam and uh, Fred Van Vliet Spice and Dice. <laughs> nice. nice. Bet on yourself, the yeah. dice wear with Freddie, and then of course Spicy P. Yeah, it's not bad. Is it like a diced vegetable? Is it better or worse than Fox and Ox? <laughs> you got to rhyme, man. It's all about rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, your nicknames don't rhyme. I don't want to hear. Them. <laughs> I heard there. What were they calling uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Easy Money and Cash App. Yeah. I think they're calling Kyrie Irving <laughs> what? Cash App now. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, I guess because he's a. Uh, Money as well, but in a different form. (laughs) 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 Who's the Venmo? Bruce Brown? (laughs) All right. Uh, Anything to add to Siakam making All-NBA, like I'm saying here, or the Raptors here uh, on a hot streak? Uh, Well, the Raptors this season, they've won five in a row right now. They've got the Lakers next, so it should be six. This season, they've won five in a row. They've won six in a row. They've won eight in a row. They could have another streak going here. So that just shows that the season has been a bit of a weird one because there's yeah. been times, you know, when watch their record against the Pistons. Like, Oh, well, yeah. They just know. lost, like, what, what, two weeks ago, last week, whatever it was, to yeah. back-to-back to the Magic and Pistons. Right, and didn't, haven't they swept the Suns, though, this season? Is yeah, that right? Probably, yeah. yeah. They won in Phoenix uh, last week. Yeah. So that just shows it's been, you know, injuries and things obviously yeah. come into play there. But uh, at their best, you can sort of think, wow. Like, they'd look at Philadelphia and think, we'll take them in the first round. I think everyone's probably looking at Philly given what we've seen in the last week is the team that could be vulnerable <laughs> certainly you'd take him over uh, Giannis and the Bucks, yeah. and, and I think over Miami as well you would take Philadelphia if you, if you could pick but um, yeah. yeah no I, I think you've got a case there with Siakam for, for all NBA I, I just hope for chaos reasons alone that Middleton makes it and, and Siakam misses oh, out just yeah. to see your reaction <laughs> I will be very upset um, yeah it, the, the, the Raptors rising up the Eastern Conference standings is really throwing a wrench into my whole plans of like especially the Sixers trying to like throw the number two seed to get the third seed to play the Cleveland Cavaliers at six. Like that may not, may not be the case here anymore, Trey. It's like, it's going to get even more confusing because there were a few teams where we're like, okay, it feels like they're there. It felt like Cleveland was sort of going to be the six seed. Yeah. We were like coming to that conclusion, but yeah, that's sort of been thrown out the window now. I don't know. Three still might be looking good because the Bulls could easily be in number six <laughs> right now, true. and they are struggling. Yeah. You might be aiming for Chicago right now, unfortunately. Ooh. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll get to that and a whole lot more after this quick break. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. 
Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, back with your boys here in the Classic Factory. The stream team is fired up, Tass. They want some Wolves-Lakers <laughs> talk. Let's go. Oh. Yes, Towns and the Wolves pull away to beat reeling Lakers 124-104. Even the Associated Press knows the Lakers mm. are reeling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had, the, we had the Wolves openly mocking yeah. the Lakers last yeah. night. Stream teamers are like uh, Patrick Beverly. They just want to, you want to kick some dirt on the Lakers. I get it. Yeah. People talk about Lakers day after day after day after day. The worst player you can play against if you're reeling is Patrick Beverly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, he was playing off Russell Westbrook. Hey, oh. shoot that thing, man! Like twenty feet off, and Westbrook at that time not feeling confident, he passed it away. What? Beverly stole that thing, goes the other way, and scores. And he goes up. He goes up to the crowd and, and pinches his nose. That guy is trash. <laughs> oh, man. He pinched his he nose. Pinched his nose. <laughs> Westbrook took a possession off there while, while Patrick oh, Beverly's yeah. going to the crowd. Now, that was the second quarter, and I will say, I thought the Lakers just might not come out of the locker room. I just thought, <laughs> That's it? yeah, it's like, let's call it. Let's just say we don't have eight players. Is, would that be that far-fetched in, in today's COVID NBA? They came out. They, they actually got back in the game. Game in the third quarter, mainly because Carl Anthony Towns got into foul trouble, yep. uh, and I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, <laughs> it didn't matter. Carl Anthony Towns came back on the floor, and uh, Westbrook shot an air ball, and you got you got the rare two guys making fun of a guy who shot an air ball because Carl Anthony Towns yep. did the whoa 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 I almost got hit by that air ball. He was like looking for yeah. it. Too, right? He was Where looking for, for an open door. Yeah. And then and then we got to stop in play so then Patrick Beverly could also make fun of uh, Russell Westbrook <laughs> doing the whoa whoa I got hit by an air ball. Uh look um that was bad. Uh, uh yeah. They're openly mocking him. This could have been this could have been way worse, I think. Uh, the beginning of this game I was I was watching it live and the Wolves were just missing open shot after open shot. It really was. You make two to three passes against this defense, and you're going to get a shot at the rim. And it was lucky that it wasn't a 30-point loss, and it was lucky that Carl Anthony Towns got into foul trouble. And Patrick Beverly said after the game, we almost lost this game as a four-point game in the fourth quarter because you, Carl Anthony Towns, got into foul trouble. And Carl Anthony Towns said, he's right. He's right. He's right for calling me out, and uh, that's how much respect we got on uh, uh, for each other on this team. And I'm sure in the back of the head he was thinking, but we're playing the Lakers, dude. Uh, we, we would have been fine. I mean, they're making fun of Russell Westbrook and an air ball to his face. And then you know, post-game, I guess it was on Twitter. Uh, I guess Westbrook was asked about it. Westbrook said, that guy's 
and everybody on that team has done nothing in the NBA. And then Beverly hit the tweets uh, like he's been wont to do this year. And he said, I thought this, yeah, this, uh, I'm going with geeky voice, I guess. He said, I thought, I, th- I thought this uh, sport was a team sport. I've been to two conference finals with two different teams, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weird. A weird, a weird yeah. <laughs> two conference finals. I was with Beverly up until that yeah. point. Yeah, that was a little much. Westbrook guy's been an MVP. Anyways, yeah. Leave it on the floor. You, you, you pinched your nose. He stunk. Everybody stunk. He can't. He trash. He trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the crazy yeah. one to me was when he was like flexing and screaming, and then they cut back, and like LeBron was this. Oh, yeah, yeah. he went up, and then he had like yeah, sort of man. gave him the playful yeah. pat. Yeah, but LeBron wild obviously stuff. was not. In the uh, mood. Yeah, great <laughs> yeah. comment from Rap Stallion here in uh, in the stream team. The Wolves went from the joke of the league to the jesters of the league yeah. in yeah. less than a season. Yeah. Like they're playing with incredible swag right now, and I hate to say it, a lot of it comes from Beverly bringing the intensity and <laughs> inspiring trash talk amongst his yep. teammates. Uh, he, like to me, Beverly is a great floor raiser just because. He brings the intensity. He makes your team care about defense. He makes your team compete every single night. You might want to upgrade if you're trying to win a championship. But if you're the Wolves and you've made the playoffs in the past 15 years, but it doesn't really feel like you did, Mm. this feels totally different than the Jimmy Butler era because it feels a little more homegrown here and a little more built rather than just appeared out of nowhere. Right. Um, So he's been helping. He's been helping. And, yeah, I mean, Towns was – Towns was looking for the air ball for like a minute straight. Yeah. Yeah, and what are you supposed to do when you're Westbrook? That was a terrible miss. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bad miss. Yeah. Yeah. Get, Would you get. rather be called Westbrook on social media or have other NBA players oh. actively mocking you airballing the yeah, show? Yeah, I think Westbrook, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you'd rather look, hit the backboard than nothing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Look, this was a disaster, but it did nearly blow up in their face. If they had lost this game after all that trolling and trash talking, they would have been the joke this morning the Wolves but yeah. they weren't they got a convincing win but it's going to be time to put the uh, party celebrations away because their next seven games they've got the Bucks, the Mavericks twice the Suns the Celtics the Raptors and then the Nuggets who they're competing for for that sixth spot so that's a brutal schedule yeah. for a team yeah. that hasn't been there before in this version I know they did make them a couple of years ago the playoffs but they haven't so celebrating doing all that stuff is great <laughs> okay no I'm about to cough again <laughs> oh man I can't shake this thing anyway <laughs> was it was awesome this is how weird it got last night for me because the the, self, uh, the 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 Nets and the Mavericks game was on at 7.30 this tipped off at 8 and I was clearly interested more in the uh, in the Mavericks and the and the Nets yeah but seeing the tweets coming through about what was going on I was like it's like you want to watch that you know, car crash or whatever. You're like, I want to see what's going on just to see how crazy it's getting. And it was wild. And then also CJ Zero tweeted a, a pic of like Carl Anthony Towns at one point bullying LeBron James. That is just something that has never happened before. Or, you know, it certainly hasn't happened in recent history and been a big problem for Towns. He hasn't been a bully, you know, and now he's finally like, this guy, you know, he's too small for me. I can go yeah. inside and use my size and strength. And uh, I thought that was really, really good. So it's been great for the Wolves this season. They can get out of the first round. It's going to be very, very tough for them, but I really want to see how they respond now to this next seven games because that is a enormously tough schedule. Most of those games on the road, by the way. Yeah, what is crazy about this is we could have the the Wolves playing the Lakers in a playing <laughs> game here, in a one-game situation to get into the actual playoffs. So It's true. You know, it's amazing that just like teams 
even the Wolves, who do not have a long history of uh, winning championships or even getting to the playoffs, for crying out loud, are openly mocking and are just not afraid of the Lakers at all. And now does it change if Anthony Davis is playing? I would assume so, but... Just no one. There, just no one is looking at LeBron, a LeBron-led team, and like, there's no fear. They're like, they're not, not good. They can't stop us. They, they well, barely the try. Beat them three out of four times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I think know. Anthony Davis is going to play again this season? I don't. Why? Yeah. Why would he come back? Get healthy for next year. Yeah. Nothing's happening for the Lakers this year. They don't want to be in the play-in yeah, tournament. Yeah. <laughs> like they're trying to lose all of these games so they don't have to play anymore. <laughs> One, two, three, Cancun. But the teams below them are so bad that they can't get out of it. So, I don't know. I would personally rest Davis. The only chance they ever have of being a title contender again is having healthy LeBron, healthy Davis. Your best chances of that are not this season. So, might as well run it back next year. So, LeBron, if my math is correct, he's 55 points behind Karl Malone. And you've been saying this for a while. Let's check the schedule. That as soon as he passes Carl, uh, LeBron's going to at least get some. All right, here you go. Rest. Wrap up. in Toronto on Friday. Played well in Toronto in the past. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, in Washington Saturday, that's a back-to-back. He will rest that game. Thirty against the Raptors. Twenty-five against the Cavaliers on Monday night. He's passing Carl in Cleveland. In Cleveland, <laughs> that's right. All right, he's calling a shot here. Carl in Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's doing the math. He knows. I, I he knows he, exactly how many points oh, he needs yeah. every night he goes out there. He plays uh, well against the Wiz, though, too. Maybe he'll show up against Second the Wiz. What, what he should do is take the game off against the Raptors, play yeah. against the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, because they could win that game. Yeah. They, um, yeah. Crazy. Well, they had they 50, don't want to win. He had 56, didn't he, against the Wizards the other yeah. day? So maybe he maybe just does it, it yeah. in one game. Oh, good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have anything to, to add to the, to the Wolves themselves here and, and being a believer in this team of making some noise in the postseason? Because they're, they're building themselves right now, for sure. One of the hottest teams in the league, I believe, mm-hmm. in the last 10 at least. Yeah. Um, I, I think a big part of why they've made this turnaround too is Anthony Edwards, uh, fifty-five points. LeBron needs to catch Carl. I think Anthony Edwards said the word swag fifty times. I'm not kidding. Uh, in his post-game press conference, uh, Dane Moore doing the reporting here, he said it approximately fifty times uh, because uh, he, yeah, he said this isn't the Timberwolves that didn't have swag since 2004. I got a lot of swag, and he said swag a lot. And I think the way they finished last year, they finished 12 and 13 in their last 25 games. You get Patrick Beverly in there to to help out. Uh, yeah, just have a an unbridled and unfounded amount of confidence. And uh, Carl Anthony Towns has, has picked up since, uh, you know, he's had a terrible couple of years. But, yeah, he's playing like an all-NBA player. So, yes, it's it's come together. Uh, yeah, bad recipe for the Lakers to see Patrick Beverly on the other end of the floor. Like, he was going to, you know, definitely kick dirt on their grave, no matter what happened in that game. And, yeah, they almost lost it. <sighs> I want to see I, him in the plane. I want to see. Yeah, him. I want Anthony Davis back. Like I definitely want Anthony Davis. You want back. to see these two teams match to up see, again yeah, in Minnesota again for something on the line? Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, final question with all of this: I, I've heard um, other, I believe it was another podcast talk about. Maybe even Ziller had it in a newsletter. But the idea of like the Wolves are forty-one and thirty, and they're still not even in the playoffs. And then you've got all these teams that are in the play-in situation with them: Clippers, a five hundred team. The Lakers, 29 and 40. Somehow the Pelicans worse than that at 28 and 41. But they're all in the play-in tournament. Do you think there should be a rule added to the play-in where you have to be so many games behind, X amount of games 
close enough to the seventh or eighth seed, call it three, four, five games, whatever it is, to then force the play. Mm. You know, like, I guess what I'm getting at, is it yeah. even, is it really fair to be, <laughs> how many games, like 11 games clear of these other teams that are going to be in this play-in tournament? Like, uh, like, yeah, you know, no, it's a good point. Yeah, that, that, that may be a Because we sort consider, of did that yeah. with the bubble, right? That's yeah. exactly what Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was something. the Blazers, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. Well, can't the Wizards know. were like, yeah. try, you know, trying to force it yeah. and all that. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah, it only gets triggered if you are within yeah. three games or whatever, something like that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I like I, and we love the play-in tournament. We yeah. love the idea of like because it oh still my God, keeps it chase. active for most of the season until sure. it gets to the point where it's like okay, you, you didn't even qualify for the yeah. play-in. Yeah, that's a good idea. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm I'm in on that because right now we would be looking at one, two, three teams under 500 in the play-in tournament. And the play-in tournament, the nine, ten games last year, they weren't actually good. So right. I think this season will be even more exciting right now. If we were talking about the top eight seeds, you got the Hornets and the Hawks trying to take down Brooklyn, which is like, that's an impossible sort of chase that they would be on right now. Whereas the Clippers at 500 would be locked into the eighth seed. And if you're the Timberwolves, you wouldn't be worried about having your best season in, in you know, basically two decades end in two games right. just because the Lakers decide to bring Anthony Davis back and he looks healthy and he catches fire for a couple of games. It could hmm. certainly happen. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, maybe there's a little tinkering to do yeah. in the future. Yeah, last year I, I brought up the idea of getting the just having the top seven make it. The top seven are the playoffs because it suited the, the narrative then that, you know, the seventh-place team, far and away better than the eighth-place team. Let eight, nine, ten have a little tournament instead. Uh, but it's... It, would have to be changed every single year. You know, sometimes the seventh seed would be way back of the sixth seed. So why should they make the actual playoffs? But if you have some sort of yeah marker on it, yeah, five games or whatever. If you're if you're far back, something if to you're activate. Sub yeah, yeah, uh, yeah there, there, that could be a little numerical activation for sure. I mean, I you know the whole <laughs> single elimination tournament. It's real March Madness. It's real baseball. Have a couple days of uh, advertisements in games. It's you know it kind of sucks, but. Uh, it, it sucks for teams like the Timberwolves, really. Yeah. That's who it sucks for. Uh, let's do a quick MVP check-in, mm. okay? So, you know, our, our, our three favorites to win MVP this year all played last night, and they all had great games. Yeah, Joel Embiid on his birthday, 35-17, and 17, as the 76ers beat the Cavs 118-114. Jokic, not bad in uh, very few minutes, 29-13-8 as the Nuggets cruised to a victory over the Wizards. And then Giannis scored 36 points as the Bucks held off the Kings 135-126. This is awesome what's going on <laughs> yeah. right now. Like this race, this MVP race. I checked basketball reference, the MVP tracker this morning, just see what was going on. Haven't brought it up uh, all that often over the last couple weeks on the show. Jokic is a 40, if you round up, 42% chance to, to repeat as MVP. Giannis second. At around 28%, and then Embiid, somewhat of a distant third at, at 11% mm. here. And I'm not sure that's how it's actually going to go when you get to the real voters, but that's what they're saying. They're, they're, they're number crunching, and mm. based on past vote results and record and all that, um, they have it Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid. Mm. I, I think I probably have it the same right now as well. Really? Yeah. I, I've had uh, Joel Embiid very high for most of the season, and he probably was the MVP last night considering he only he was the only one who played real opposition out there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's how it is. I think Giannis is just sort of cruising along, but it, because he's won it, it's like that that is counting against him, but it shouldn't. Uh, so Philadelphia... Got away with it last night there, luckily, uh, and but and it was like Embiid had it monster. He almost beefed there last night. We haven't yes. had a beef for a while, actually. Yeah, there was a last beef, night. Yeah, 
Oh, which one? Rudy Go Beef. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. How did I forget that one? Mm. <laughs> That's all right, buddy. Oh, Do you sorry, think Rudy Gobert should be in the MVP <laughs> no, conversation? No, no, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> all NBA forward, front court. Uh, but, I mean, I think we're. it's just what a race that this is. Every night these guys are putting up mm. these type of numbers. All three yeah. of them. Like, they don't have a bad night, it almost feels like at this point. Definitely doesn't feel like it. And like Lee said, the comp wasn't incredible oh. last night, but you still got to go out there and perform because you know the other two are going to com- yeah. perform. So I don't know. I think I'm going to start advocating for Giannis a lot here down the stretch. I would like to see him, uh, you know, now that Brook Lopez is back, go on a little bit of run here, not having to play the center position maybe quite as much. And, you know, he's still got a chance to lead the league in scoring as well. Yeah. The Bucks are ahead of the Sixers right now, which means they are also ahead of the Nuggets right now. Giannis isn't getting enough love, so... Yeah. Big Giannis guy over here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Embiid, Giannis, and LeBron are battling for the uh That's going down to the, the wire, too. Title. Yeah. yeah. 29.9 right now for Embiid, 29.8 for Giannis, and 29.5 for LeBron. Mm. Who's got 55 coming up this weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a fascinating wrinkle to all of this. LeBron surpasses Karl Malone, so he gets that, and that's a check that he wants to do, we all believe. But then, if he's played enough games, and he's got that percentage high enough... Will he shut it down to hold on to the score? Wow, title? yeah, yeah, but you might get a David Robinson situation for, from for, one of the other yeah, guys. Exactly, you don't where want they're David like, Robinson. yeah, mm. we'll see. Right, he's got to do it against the Wizards because he can do it against Carl Kuzma. Wasn't he called Carl Kuzma <laughs> once upon a time? <laughs> Barkley called him that. So when he goes up against him, he just got to pretend. Wow. Just got to look at Kuzma's face. Oh, that's actual Carl, Carl Malone right there. I'm going to oh. destroy him, Carl Kuzma Malone. Go get him, especially after just getting embarrassed by a Carl Anthony. Right. right, Carl Anthony. Get your Carl you don't revenge. hear that. You don't hear that too often. Carl Anthony, I know. Uh, you never just call him Carl Anthony. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, Donovan Mitchell scores 25 of his 37 points in the third quarter as the Jazz beat the Chicago Bulls, Trey. B-A-B, Bulls are bad right now. <laughs> oh, Bulls are bad. <laughs> nice win for the Jazz, though. Donovan Mitchell had a tough game in the loss against Milwaukee. He went 3 of 17 from 3. We were thinking, is this guy a Ferris wheel? I don't know. If he was, it was operational last night. 25 in the third, 7 of 9 from 3 in the corner. He, once he was into heat check mode, he was just chucking them up. They went in until the very last couple of seconds there in the quarter. I started thinking he might be able to go for 50 in this half, the way he was scoring uh, in the third quarter. Jazz didn't need much from him in the fourth because Nikhil Alexander-Walker was the one who got hot in the fourth quarter. The Bulls... To their credit, actually competed hard in this one. Uh, the Jazz were just too much. They finished with 19 of 39 uh, shooting from the three-point line. Ten offensive rebounds turned into sec- 16 second-chance points. You got your big beef from Rudy Gobert. 20 boards, his seventh time this season beefing. Wow. Bulls, meanwhile, haven't beaten the Jazz in Utah since 2016. I wasn't expecting it to happen last night because they're not looking very good right now. Feels like they've run out of steam oh, a little yeah. bit. They've lost seven of nine. But at least they played hard last night, which is why I was so upset last week with, like, a loss to the Kings. Like, you're probably going to lose to the Jazz in Utah. It just keeps happening. So you got to beat the teams that you can actually beat. Trey Young caught fire in the fourth quarter against the Bulls. He beat them on a 40-point night. That happens. But a poor effort against Sacramento. That was a bummer. Uh, So, yeah, the Bulls have the hardest remaining schedule left in the league right now. All of their remaining opponents are at least trying for the play, and I'm being charitable here they play the Wizards and the Knicks who are playing all right right now the Mm. Knicks are balling they're all still at least playing hard right now dropped to fifth in the east last night we mentioned earlier just two games up on the Cavs and Raptors Raps play the Cavs and the Bulls next week Bulls play the Raps and the Cavs as well so a lot of stuff is going to be happening seeding wise and the Bulls just need to find a way to steal a win from one of these teams that is clearly better than them 
Yeah, this has been a weird bull season, man. This yeah, is, they're forty-one it's like they're and twenty-eight. Two yeah, like, yeah. If yeah. you'd said forty-one and twenty-eight at this part of the season, at the start of the season, you go, "Oh, yeah, we'll take that." Totally, yeah. totally. But, but uh, now it's almost disappointing at yeah. this point because they've gone such a slide, and they can't beat any of the good teams. Yeah, and I think the they're thing. in Phoenix next. Yeah, uh, and with the Celtics win there again last night, the Celtics are out west as well. So the Celtics could actually put some real distance here in that fourth spot in the East, uh, and the Bulls don't want to face them. Have expectations then change for this Bulls team? Like, I mean, I remember we were like, you know, what's a good Bulls season or what should they expect or what's the goal? And, you know, we're talking about playoff wins and stuff like that, which is obviously not going to be easy now as you slide down the standings. You don't have home care advantage. Like, has it changed? Like, what is it now, I guess, for a, a good season in your mind? This is already a good season. This is already a successful season for the Bulls. They're bad right now, but they're still back, baby, because they were the worst team in the league for the past four years. So they're going to finish 500. The goal now, expectations now are what they were for me in the preseason. Right. Finish in the top six. But now it feels like, whew, Hold this on. is going to be yeah. a, a nail biter to finish in the top six here. So I don't know. Earlier in the year, I thought they would at least be able to win a playoff series. Yeah. Maybe things break completely perfectly for them. And they uh, somehow go on a Hawks-like run and end up in the conference finals. That does not seem likely to me. The only silver lining last night, Patrick Williams is cleared for full contact. So the Bulls are getting a second-year player who's played all of five games this season back to completely <laughs> fix the defense. And Alex Cruz, who got hurt last night, mm. but not that bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> silver lining. <laughs> All right, we had a couple other games. I'll chuck them at you here. Uh, Devin Booker had 36 points as the NBA-leading Suns beat the Rockets 129-112. R.J. Barrett, he's on fire right now. He scored 31. Knicks beat the Blazers by 30. And then the Spurs uh, fended off the Thunder 122-120 to to end a little bit of a two-game slide, and they're trying to get into the play-in. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't uh, realize it. I wasn't planning on it, but I unintentionally ended up watching Survivor last night <laughs> because the Sixers survived against the Cavs. They sure did. The Raptors survived against the Clippers. Yep. The Hornets survived against the Hawks. <laughs> they survived. They hung in there and survived. <laughs> and the Thunder absolutely survived. Uh, nope. So nope. Spurs absolutely survived <laughs> against the Thunder. Um, you know, when we have a big 13-game schedule and you've got the wrap-up column at the end, you're like, okay, the Knicks... Yeah, they won. You know, I mean, the Blazers aren't trying to bet, but it's the Knicks. So it's like, yeah, Suns beating the Rockets. Like, okay, there's not much to take out of that one. The Spurs led big late in this one uh, and nearly blew it. In fact, Pokashevsky had a layup, put him up. Yep. And it was like, uh-oh. And then Lonnie Walker comes down, hits a three, and, and hung on there. But just before the three... The stream team, by the way, calling him Lonnie Walker Lonnie Walker Liquid IV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Just before that, Shea Gilgis-Alexander <laughs> took the worst two-for-one I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it was... The, the two-for-one is sold as like, yeah, get a two-for-one. It's not... <laughs> it shouldn't be that. It should be like, if there's a good shot... And you can get it and leave enough time on the shot clock to get a second one. Go for it. He came down and just heaved it. And it was so <laughs> off, he was chasing it before it even hit the backboard right, there. Right. Uh, so that you're, was, you're saying you can go overboard on the desire for yeah. the two for one. And Sean Elliott on the call was yeah. just sort of like, whoa, like, what, what is that? Um, <clears throat> and he was right because it was just the worst sort of – it was a turnover. It was, a, it was an, uh, a deliberate turnover in the end. And it ended up costing them. I mean, look, Lonnie still had to hit the shot and he did. But, uh, yeah, this was a rough one. But the Spurs weren't all that great with their execution in the last couple of minutes either. Pirtle had a nice floater, but DeJounte Murray 
turned it over. Uh, and so the Thunder had a chance. And even Gilgis Alexander at the end had a deep, long corner three. It was not nowhere near it. But sometimes those miracle shots go in. But, uh, yeah, well, other than that, this game, there was no real need to tune into it. But the Spurs, if they had blown this, because I believe they are trying to get into the play-in. Yeah. This would have been a disastrous loss for them. Uh, so they had a couple of guys, Creechy out there uh, and Saar. I'm not sure if you've heard of those guys, but they were out there hitting threes for the Thunder. So uh, there you go. Bit of a crossover to end. Any notes on any of those three games? Uh, Suns, Knicks, Spurs. Dub, dub, well, dub. Well, you, you slipped in. The, you're watching the Sixers-Cavs, and that was a bit of a survivor. The Sixers can't be very excited about James Harden just playing playmaker out there. It's, it is flashbacks to postseasons of the past where he says, all right, uh, you know, I'll distribute and see what happens. And they won the game. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, you know, being the backcourt partner that can bail him out, he's, he's, Harden has needed that in the past. Old, you know, Westy or Chris Paul or, or whoever in the past to help him out. And Tyrese Maxey was huge. Big three late. Uh, stole a, a free throw rebound to seal this game. He was the guy. But uh, I, I wouldn't like seeing James Harden of the past to go along with Embiid and Harrison Maxey. who had a good game and they barely squeaked it out against the Cavs team that doesn't have Jared Allen. It ain't a championship win to me. Also, you know, the Donovan Mitchell going back to him, 37 against the Bulls. That's flashbacks of Donovan Mitchell in the past playoff Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Those, the last two years, Donovan Mitchell has been ridiculous in the postseason. I mean, going, you know, bubble Mitchell against uh, Jamal Murray. That was seven games of amazing basketball. That was 36 points a night. And But last year, it was even more impressive, I think, because if you remember the, the beginning of the playoffs, there was that whole back and forth with the, the Jazz training staff. He comes up, misses a game, but he still averages 32 games in t- or 32 points in two series. So Donovan Mitchell shows up when it comes postseason time, and uh, we're always a little, you know, a little taken aback. Oh, can this guy do it? Well, last two seasons he has, and if he can do what he did last night, uh, the Jazz obviously have a shot. So looking forward to... Uh, to a month from now with the Utah Jazz, because right now this last month doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think that might be my favorite like race going on in the standings. The Jazz at fourth, the Mavs there right behind them at fifth, the Nuggets sixth, and then the Wolves seventh. All four of those teams mm-hmm. winning last night. Last night, that's like there's like a couple games that separate <laughs> home court advantage in the first round to being in the play-in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and those are and those are all really obviously incredible teams that you could convince yourself. Oh, it breaks their way. An injury to another guy at the top of the bracket, those seeded teams, you're in a conference finals mm-hmm. or something like that. Any of those teams, Jazz, Mavs, uh, you know, Nuggets, maybe the yeah. Wolves a little less so, but they're playing hot right now. So that is one hell of a race to watch. Utah, Dallas, Denver, Minnesota, four through seven there. Especially with some vulnerabilities at the top. Phoenix doesn't have Chris Paul, right. even though they're the, I mean. the leader of the clubhouse. The Grizzlies are still young. The Warriors have not been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there, yeah, there's a track. I mean, I think we said this last year as well for the Utah Jazz. There's a track for them to get there, and it didn't happen. But yeah, all those teams, it's, it's possible. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we got Tweet of the Night. Pick and results and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. All right, this... Uh, little heads up is for everybody in the stream team i know trey just dropped it there but uh you only have mm, 40 minutes or so to join the no dunks madness bracket challenge where uh you can fill out your ncaa march madness bracket and battle us we collectively filled out ours yep. that video yep. is available to watch on youtube i had a lot of laughs with that but yeah you got till the top of the hour to get in 
What's the latest update on members in this thing? 546 sickos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Including the Beantown Boys, Carrie Kittle's socks, (laughs) Pat the Hat, (laughs) Greendale Human Bean, (laughs) and Juzang's Big... Oh, (laughs) I guess I should have read the... It says Juzang's Big Wangs. (laughs) <laughs> okay, interesting. Wings, wings, I think he means. Yeah, Garth okay. Brackets. That's a good one. Okay, well, I'm not Oh, I like that one. Uh, okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet off. What do you got? I got three tweets of the night for you. Oh my goodness. I know, I know. Stretching it too long here. The first comes to us from Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yesterday was March 16th, a.k.a. 316, a.k.a. Stone Cold Day. Giannis is obviously a big wrestling fan, so he had to pay tribute. Take a look. No. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't usually drink, but I'm going to take a sip. Wait, you Stone Cold Day. I can't do it. I'm not oh, that good. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> mm, 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 mm. <laughs> This is nasty. <laughs> Damn, no. Okay, what we got? <laughs> Good stuff. The WWE hat, the Giannis 316 That's shirt. Awesome. Also, like, looking at his hand holding oh, a stand. Yeah. Oh, beer When he opened the beer? <laughs> like, it barely yeah. fit his finger yeah. underneath the tab. Yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, NBA players, though, they love Stone Cold and hate beer. Remember Kevin Durant yeah. after winning yeah. the title? He's like, smashing him, he drinks, and it instantly spits the beer out. Very <laughs> funny stuff. Uh, our next two tweets, though are related. The first comes from Hornets Muse. <laughs> Looks like a Hornets themes stat mm. muse. Yeah. They mentioned that Mason Plumley is four of seven on left handed yeah. free throws. Yes. Excuse me? Yeah. 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 Did you know yeah. Mason Plumley was shooting lefty yeah. free throws I, now? I kept forgetting yeah. to bring this up on Mason the show. Crazy, I had it man. in my notes. I keep forgetting. This has been happening over like the last couple of games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he wow. had an air ball last night, but then yeah. he hit two straight, so four for seven, not too bad. Which brings us to our final tweet of the night which actually comes from March 12th. It's Eric Collins calling a Mason Plumley left-handed free throw. You got to see it. Mason. Oh, lefty. He shot it left and he hit it. <laughs> Mason Plumley shot that left-handed and he made it. He's shooting 36% with a right hand, and he said, let's do it from the southpaw side. <laughs> I thought two beauties was going to be yeah. the best call for a free yeah. throw this season, but, like, Eric Collins is getting excited for a guy shooting a lefty free throw. Yeah. Shout out to Mason Plumley. It's been since Tristan Thompson, I guess, uh, <laughs> that we've seen somebody switch hands. Uh, Kenny Beecham mentioned last night. I don't think Tristan Thompson did it during the season, though. Like, Mason Plumley was shooting righty this year. Yeah. yeah. Pretty weird. Yeah, I can't remember with the whole Tristan, like, how it went. But, yeah, this is wild. Yeah. I mean, you love free throws. I, I, and, and I, I forgot to bring it up, too, because he yeah. hit two in a row there last yeah. night. So why not try it? That's what I like. If you're shooting 36%, oh, yeah. you may as well try out another way. And uh, so it, either, it looks smooth oh, yeah. from the left, doesn't oh, yeah. it? <laughs> because, well, 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 but when he shoots his right. It looks better, though. Yeah, I mean. He shoots that, that, that uh, what do you call it, the line drive. He shoots it with his right. But his left, he got a way more arc. He has a little more arc on it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. If you're shooting 36%, you try anything else. Yeah. Granny style. Yeah. Change it up. Backwards. I mean, what? Yeah. Kick <laughs> from it. From a corner. Yeah. Kick it in. Well, yeah, why not? sure. Yeah. 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 It definitely looks like he's picking up a basketball for the first time <laughs> with his left hand and shooting it, but he's up to 
to 37 percent wow <laughs> knockdown it's improving and, and what'd you say four or seven overall with left hand yeah that's right that's okay. right big game last night too 12 and 10 for the plum dog way to go plum dog millionaire <laughs> uh awesome great tweets there i'm glad we got the uh Giannis clip in there as well pick <laughs> results last night hawks hornets it was that game charlotte was favored by one and a half this brought to you by bet mgm and they got it done in the end Lee says they survived, and they got the victory. So that's a big win for you. Mm. You're surviving with that. Five and seven for the month of March ties you with Trey, who had the Hawks. I'm six and six. I had the Hawks, and Tass had the Hawks as well. So uh, you gained a game on everybody there. Tass eight and four. I'm six and six, and you guys are five and seven. So mm-hmm. there's only one game on tonight. Only we know one what we're picking game from. in the association. Detroit continuing their Florida ventures. They played in Miami. Now they're going to Orlando, where the Magic are favored by three and a half. The Florida trip is a tough one. That's why I'm comfortable taking the Pistons mm. uh, as are Lee and Skeets. Trey's got uh, the Magic. I guess because we're not allowed to have a four-way pick <laughs> for one team for some odd reason. So you got the magic. You comfortable with that? Oh, yeah. Four- magic are a top 10 defense since January 1st. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, you Hold on. You wrong. guys have this all backwards. Yeah. Uh, okay. Trey has Detroit, and yeah. the rest of us have Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah. You were like, what? I did? I'm like yeah. scrambling. Yeah. You're like, no, I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I want the magic. Uh, yeah, I got a magic win. So do you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> top 10 lo- defense since January 1st. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I know. Nice. You can just flip it around <laughs> yeah. anywhere you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 18 and 52 versus 18 and 51. Uh, wow. The so schedule the, makers were like, first night of March, man, let's just get any game out <laughs> totally. there. Uh, right, it's like, why is this one even I know. on? I know. Is it, was it, is it rescheduled? I, I don't know for sure, but. I doubt, I doubt it. Possible, but. Uh, Weird. Yeah. Check. Um. Yeah, because we said we usually get uh, at least a Friday off because there's no games on the Thursday night. But we got one. No, there's always games on the Thursday. It's on the, the Thursday? Monday. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is not rescheduled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's a weird one. It's on <laughs> NBA TV. <laughs> hey, if you are watching the entirety of the Pistons Magic, I mean, I'll be... I'll be tuning in. It's the only NBA game on. I guess I'll be watching a little NCAA madness tonight, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe to talk about that game. (laughs) Probably not, but we'll have some fun on the Drop Podcast. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc, and grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. A dollar a month for up to six months. That deal still hot, so go take advantage of that. And if you want some nodunks merch, go over to nodunks.com for t-shirts and hoodies and shorts and mugs and all that good stuff. All right. Top Shot Hot Boys coming up soon. 1 p.m. Eastern through the official Top Shot accounts. Later today, No Buffs, our Survivor Recap podcast. That's around 3 p.m. Eastern. You can join us live over on No Buffs on YouTube and obviously subscribe to that No Buffs podcast feed. And then, yeah, tomorrow morning, right back here, all the boys in the Classic Factory with the drop. We'll see you then. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I think Giannis Tentacupo would not accept any money from Coors Light to sponsor him. He's just, just not like not that. into it. And not into it. So you'd That's think the NBA players will take money for anything? Nope. I'm guessing he would say no. Because <laughs> Coors Light is nasty. <laughs> nasty. Brace the day, people.